Welcome to Salam Nerds Podcast. We do reviews and recaps of your favorite TV shows. We are an inclusive recap show. Yo, 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 it's the Salam Nerds. I'm in the team, a.k.a. Watson Eagle. I'm here my boy, Yes. We drop live episodes on YouTube on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. All episodes can also be found everywhere podcasts are found. Thank you to all our supporters. Please help us by subscribing and leaving a good review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yo, yo. Yo, Salam <laughs> Nerds. It's your boy Neebs, formerly known as Watch With Neebs. <laughs> You're still good on Instagram. Uh, and I'm here with my boy DJ Jazz, aka DJ. It's been a rough week. <laughs> it's been a rough week, man. It's been a rough week, man. How are you doing, Jazz? Um, losing my mind trying to fundraise for people so we can save the world. Fundraising seems like it's very difficult. Dude, it is the most draining and, like, demeaning thing to me, right? Because, like, normally I could just afford whatever I want, but because, you know, we have limits when it comes to federal elections, right? I can't just bypass the rules and put a lot of money into it and so mm. unfortunately i need to look quite literally beg people to put money in that's really interesting so guys Depressing. if you are listening go to jazz's page also my page uh i'll post some stuff on it too and see if you guys can donate to his pack so that we can fight APAC and all of the propaganda that has been going on. Yeah. Also, if you happen to know like a millionaire or a billionaire that wants to give me like, you know, a hundred thousand so I can hire a full time comms person for a year, you know, just to like constantly churn out mm -hmm. things against like, you know, that Wall Street Journal article and the New York Times opinion pieces that came out this week, that is something we desperately need in our community. Ironically, I actually do know a millionaire. <laughs> well, Neebs, uh, there's the pitch. <laughs> yeah. The only thing is I met them once at an event. I got their Instagram. Very, very nice people. Uh, they made it big in the tech industry. Uh, they seem super nice. They jet set everywhere in, in private jets. Uh, you know, but I'm not super close with them. So maybe let me let me work my magic that i do not have <laughs> right, yeah I don't but know. there is one bit of good news with all my political work what is that good news so uh ilhan omar filed a resolution uh it's a uh, house resolution 3985 mm -hmm. the combating international islamophobia act and this was coordinated by me and a lot of uh, the reps here in texas that's awesome bro yeah, we had like six congressional reps from Texas sign on, and that was because of me. And this will not only, you know, talk about what Islamophobia is, but it will create a department in the State Department mm. uh, to monitor Islamophobia globally 
and here at home and, uh, you know, figure out ways to fight it. Jazz, uh, Natasha from our Instagram chat says she can actually connect you with somebody. So Ooh, that would be great. That would be awesome. That would be super cool. Uh, also, speaking of Natasha, guys, her show is out uh, this week, I believe. So go check it out. It's called Shamki Jai, and mm-hmm. they dive into the partition. They dive into everything that happened in 1947 through architecture, food, and history. And if you don't know what we're talking about, she was on our episode last week. So if you go back to last week's episode of Salam Weekly, she goes into great detail what her show is about. And I saw the trailer. The production value is incredible. It is such good production value. Uh, so she must definitely know a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Or she secretly is a millionaire and she's like, just right, she's not telling us. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, so guys, uh, the reason I am sounding a little down this week is because I lost my Instagram account. All 140,000 followers are gone. Did you say Instagram or TikTok? Oh, TikTok actually. Yeah, TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I lost my entire TikTok account. Um they didn't tell me why. They said authenticity and integrity was the reason. I have no idea what that means. It's super vague. I do know a lot of my content that was uh calling out a lot of the Islamophobia was going viral at the time and a lot of Zionists were in the comment sections. Uh, especially one where I call out a young kid from Rutgers who, you know, not a young kid, he's a college student who lied and told everybody that a protest had Nazi signs everywhere. And I just happened to be at that protest and videotaped that whole entire protest. And I showed not only that there were no Nazi signs in there, but there were tons of Jewish people in the uh, protests. And there's no way people would be holding swastikas if Jewish people were there. So this guy, everything he said was a lie. Uh, and I called him out and I had proof and I had the receipts. And it got a lot of uh, views. It went viral. And that was popping off. Around the time I got... Uh, I, I got the ban. And I didn't know. I went to sleep the next day. I woke up. It signed me out. And I was like, oh, crap. Somebody's trying to hack into my account. <laughs> I got two-set verification. Let's go. Let's fix this. Right? Uh, but then I saw that the account was was not there. The account was definitely gone. It said banned. Um, and then I did the appeal, and they said no. They said no. And I had tons of people uh, write in for me and uh, try to get me back on. Uh, who I love. Thank you so much to everyone that did that. Everyone who was on Instagram and everyone who was on TikTok and um, Twitter. I'm not calling it X yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Dragon Lady JJ and so many of my other friends uh, yeah, try to help me Loves out. Film, Marley Love uh, Film. Like April, oh. So many people. I know a lot of people tried to help me out. A lot of my real close uh, friends uh, tried to help me out, but it was to no avail. Um, but it is what it is, you know. Like I am blessed and privileged that I have a job that that pays well, and I'm very happy with that. I actually love doing. 
So losing my TikTok account wasn't the worst thing that could happen. I didn't depend on it. I wasn't on the creator fund. I wasn't making money off of it. Um, but it was a community that I was a part of. And I really, really enjoyed being part of that community. And it was awesome when I could like post things like the post about you know, what was happening at Rutgers and have it go viral because these students were at risk of getting like the suspension expelled because people were saying they were saying pro-genocide stuff and they had signs of pro-genocide stuff. And I had proof that it wasn't like I saved these kids from like suspension or whatever. Right. So I'm really happy that like I could do that. But, you know, um, it's gone. And, you know, I've been grappling with this for quite a while and I'm like, is it even worth it? Like, like, you know, I talk about diversity and championing diversity and inclusion and uh, trying to help people understand different cultures and making sure that, you know, uh, I, the nerd world is so toxic. And I was hoping that like, you know, this little corner of the internet was very supportive and inclusive and I was really enjoying it. But then I'm like, What's the point? Like, because when you see like these Wall Street Journal article, the New York Times articles that are these legacy media outlets and they're just like bashing Muslims, comparing them to animals, calling Michigan a jihad state or whatever. The jihad it's capital, yeah. Jihad capital. Yeah. Like, like, does it matter? Like we spent like the last 10 years trying to crawl out of this image that they – put on us after 9-11 and 20 years my guy yeah and it's to no avail like like it, it made no difference it makes absolutely no difference we could have all the shows in the world and show them that like you know we're human that's really all we're trying to do show them that we're human and then an article comes out comparing us to animals like it's 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 vile and we see protesters in israel uh blocking food from getting into gaza like food for starving children like who does that even if you thought the food was going to like 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 to to a terrorist organization like why would you stop food from going into gaza that's so crazy and i'm just like I don't know, man. I just kind of feel like part of me just wants to give up and just be done with it and not go back on TikTok and just be like, whatever. Because uh, the week that I've been off TikTok has kind of been nice. Like, I just played video games. I, you know, <laughs> I, I just like cleaned my room and like, just, I don't know. I just like, wow. Do people you really clean have a room? I was like, whoa, do people really have this much time on their hands? <laughs> I forgot how much uh, time people have on their hands when they're not on the internet. Um, but yeah, man, it's so crazy. And like, we're supposed to like represent the civilized world. And like, and they like drop this act of like civility at the drop of a dime when it comes to protecting their interests and the interests of their allies, right? So it reminded me of that quote from the Joker where the Joker's like, you know, it's all a bad, bad joke. Like, you know, yeah. I'm just ahead of the curve. That's it. So, I don't know. That's been kind of shitty. But, whoa, I don't know. That's my explanation. That's what's happening. So, it is what it is. 
I am free from uh from TikTok for now. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if you're just like you have like a dry throat or if you're about to cry because no, <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, I was eating uh. My story is I was eating sunflower seeds. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, they were so good though. Uh, yeah. But no, I mean, it's crazy, man. Like um, if you are on Hulu, there is a vile advertisement on Hulu. That's like, look how amazing Gaza is. Or it could have been if it wasn't for Hamas. And there's just like crazy propaganda. Like they're pretending like, Israel uh, isn't putting like a blockade on Gaza. Like they can't even have chocolates there. They can't even have like like sanitation stuff. And it's just crazy. And you're like, yeah, it could have been a oasis if it wasn't for Hamas. It like, was an oasis. It's really like the propaganda is like working overtime. And then when you go on uh, on TikTok, TikTok is like you know the only place where people were like seeing the truth. And all of a sudden, like overnight, I, I noticed like even like when my algorithm is like normally pro-Palestine, it was so pro-Israel all of a sudden. And I was just like, what's happening here? And I was like, there's a huge shift right now. And like I saw it for like two, three days where like all the things were coming up like pro-Israel uh, and all the lives were coming out that pro-Israel. And I was like, OK, maybe they're sponsored. That's why they're being pushed out. Um, and then like three days later, I lost my account. So I don't know. It's it's a little sus, a little fishy. Definitely fishy, man. Like, yeah. These algorithms. I don't even. I'm not even sure if it's an algorithm. I think somebody made a call and they're like, "Hey, do this, or you're banned in the U.S." And I think with the congressional hearing, you know, where that one of the CEO of TikTok USA was like, "You know, oh, I'm Singaporean." And the, oh my and god, that thing was wild. Senator Tim Scott kept calling him like part like Chinese or part of the Chinese Communist Party. That was insane. So that was insane, yeah. bro. That I saw that shit. I, I think there was a phone call made, and then they had to, which isn't exactly TikTok's fault. I mean, they should have fought back, but yeah, I, I think you know when it comes to their business interest, that they can't risk being blocked in the U.S. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely think there was a phone call that happened this week, and that's why. I don't know. It is what it is. But, like, it's not just TikTok. Like, even right now, Melissa Barrera, who got fired from Scream, is about to be blacklisted because she donated to a humanitarian organization. And she told – she put it on her thing to donate it. That's it. That's all she did. Imagine getting blacklisted for posting about donating – to a humanitarian organization. And the reason that people are getting mad is they're like, oh, Israel said that four people from this giant ass organization, which is like point zero thousands of employees. With point zero 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 one percent were part of Hamas, which they have no evidence of. They haven't backed right, up. Just an allegation. Right. And now Israel is actually walking back that allegation. But just off that alone. Her or her um, agency is about to drop her. Like that's insane. Like it yeah. really does feel like we're so outnumbered. Like and all we, like all we, we really want her. is just like these people to live and and have like in, you know some dignity, 
and some safety. That's really all it is. It's crazy. Yeah. I feel like we need to make like the Muslim version of UPN or like the Asian version of UPN. Yeah, I I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, for those that don't know what UPN is, UPN was a network back in the day that was specifically catered around the black community. Moesha in the house with LL Cool J, Homeboy right. from Outer Space. Sister, Sister, I mean, yeah. Fresh Prince was on there. Like, these were some of the best shows I have ever seen. And they had to do it on their own before they got bought out by, what was it, WB? And made part yeah. of their enterprise. So, yeah. like, it, it, they got bought out by WB and then became the CW. And then they just like phased out all the black shows. Uh, Fresh Prince wasn't on there, but the rest of them, I believe, were. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Fresh Prince was NBC. Uh, ah. But but yeah, no, for sure. Um, I don't know. It'd be very difficult because everything on there would have to be like halal and like you can't just explore different genres and stuff like that if you have to keep it like super halal. So I, I mean, don't know. There are plenty of creators out there who could probably do this, man. I, 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 just, I just think we need like the business side of it to work. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But since I'm mad at TikTok, I'm about to expose all of fucking TikTok. And, <laughs> and, and listen, guys. Go off. All right. Listen. TikTok's a fucking scam. All right. If you're trying to promote your company or anything, don't do it on TikTok because the algorithm knows when you're promoting something and it does not push that stuff to your audience what they want you to do is pay for a promoted post so that it can get pushed for your audience if you pay for a promoted post once you're in jail it's always going to give you low numbers because they know that you can be convinced to buy a promoted post if you do it once that's it that's it. They, you're in their their folder of people who are dumb enough to do it. And that way, all your stuff is going to suffer. And that way, you're going to use it over again and over again and over again to promote your stuff. Because unlike on Instagram, you have a lot of followers on Instagram. If you post something, majority of your audience is still going to see it. I have 140,000 followers. Every time I had a sponsor tell me to sponsor something, that would get like 600 views. That's it. Like, imagine 600 views for 140K. And it's just, like, really apparent that, like, you can't do anything on TikTok unless you pay TikTok. It's Constantly. a freaking scam. Like, I couldn't even convert an audience to come from TikTok over to YouTube for the podcast. Like I would constantly post episodes of the podcast on there. I would constantly talk about the podcast. And I think I only got like a thousand people to come on the YouTube podcast. A thousand people out of 140,000. Like you can't promote things on TikTok. It's a, it's a trash app and they don't pay you shit. I was in the creator fund and I had... I, when I was on Creator Fund, I had probably 100K followers, not 140 yet. But guess how much I was making? I'm going to say a dollar a month. No, I was making like probably around like 20 to $50 a month. Like that's it. Okay. For 140K. Yeah, so you left the program, right? But for 100K followers. And the thing is like, it's really 
bad for your mental health because they pay you on views. So if you have a video that does 5 million views, which is hard to get, not all your videos will get 5 million views, that will get you about $20 for 5 million views. Yeah. That's it, right? And it's like, like it's not worth it like it to your mental health because like now you're like invested in getting a good video. So if you put in a lot of work for a video and it doesn't do well, it feels like shit because you're not making money off of it. Yeah. No matter what video you put out, every time it doesn't do well, it's you have a monetary number attached to it and it sucks and it eats you up and it's bad for your mental health. So I left the creator fun at like 100K, I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. I can't take this. This is too stressful. And it's not that much. It's very little. Yeah. That's so, definitely not worth your mental health, man. And I, I do believe the majority of the people who come on our podcast are people who see us on Instagram or see us on Twitter. Like, I mean, like, look, I know Elon Musk owns Twitter and everyone's like hates it, but it's actually the best app to get people to come join you on another app. Like, it's the best. Usually people see me post about um, either being on uh, on live on X, Twitter, or on Instagram because it'll show up on their stories or it'll show up on their timeline. If I post that I'm about to do a podcast today, they might not see it until a week from now Like it is because of the algorithm. So, like, it's so dumb. I hate everything. Yeah. So I'm exposing all of it. And honestly, you can go viral and get a lot of followers super easy. I'll just tell you why. All you got to do is like repost shit, like find stuff on the internet, make sure there's no freaking uh, tags and just post it, post it every single day. You'll get hundred K followers. It's super easy. It's shit. It's like a hack and like you can do it, whatever. Like you won't get a good audience. You won't be able to engage with your audience, but you'll get like 200K followers, super easy. All you do is steal content from other people and post it. That's it. That's what, that's what everyone who gets like uh, all these accounts that don't have like a name or like a face behind them. That's all they do. Or, oh, I get it now. Cause I see all these videos where it's like the actual video and right below it's like Subway Surfer. Yep. It's like a random account that like has no name or like anything behind it. Yep. So that's what they're doing just to like get like $20, $50 out of it a month. Yep. That's it. That's all they do. It's a scam. Wow. It's a scam, but you have no brand recognition. You, you, you have no audience. You have no people who actually like root for you, who will support you. It's, 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 it's crap. Damn. That's what it is. I don't know. I'm putting it all out there. I don't give a fuck anymore. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Let it all out, man. <laughs> It's such a scam. TikTok is the trash app. The only thing that TikTok is good for is going viral. You can go viral very easily on TikTok. It's, it but is then very you got to figure out a way to convert that to something it's, else. It's not consistent. It's not consistent. It. There, it, it, it's just random. So, like, yes, you can go viral on TikTok very easily, very, very easily. And that's what is that's what it's good for. That's what it's known for. But you can't sustain an audience on there uh, unless you're one of the people that just talks about the same thing over and over again. Uh, there's people that just like do a lot of weird stuff on there who who like even like social justice warriors where they just like find people who do shitty things on the internet and then try to find them and harass them. Um, even they can be problematic. Like it's it's just crazy. Like I, it's. If you're on TikTok, I'm not hating on you, but all I'm saying is 
get your audience on another platform before it's too late. Like get them to convert over to YouTube or Instagram. Make sure people follow you on another app. Yeah. That that's that's my advice. Sense. I'm yeah. not like I'm not I'm not knocking anybody on, on TikTok. I'm knocking TikTok the company. I'm not knocking anybody on TikTok. Everyone who's on TikTok is amazing, is awesome. Uh, all I'm saying is don't put all your eggs in one basket. Go uh, make sure you have an Instagram, make sure you have like a YouTube, make sure you have a Twitter, make sure that there's more places your audience can find you. Like I have 27K on Instagram. I still have a little bit of like a following there. Um, you know, so you have like what 10K on YouTube now? Yeah, we're almost at 9K. So okay. we're getting there. But just telling you guys, like, don't depend on TikTok. It's, it's, it's shit. Uh, will I go back on TikTok? I don't know. I really don't know at this moment if I'm going to go back because I don't know if I have the energy to start. I'll never get 140K followers again because I got lucky. I got, I got on TikTok before the pandemic and I blew up. I got 80K. Mm. I got 80K followers within the pandemic. And then I got like another 20 plus 40, 60K the next three years following, right? So the, so the, the, the 60K that I got after, after uh, the pandemic, that's me. That's me putting in the work. That's, that's all the work I audience. did. That's my got real it. audience. The first like 80K, that was like luck. That was pure luck. Yeah. And then back then, like everybody was following everybody. Like nobody really had like TikTok etiquette. And yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, guys, I got a lot of shit off my chest. I am sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay, man. We, we need venting sessions every now and then, like. Yeah, man, it's 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 crazy, man. Like I don't know, it, it's just a sad turn of events. Like, uh, like Biden is probably going to be known as one of the worst presidents, and he's going to be a president between two Trumps <laughs> terms. Imagine being known as one of the worst presidents and the person before you is Trump and the person after you is Trump and you're known as the worst president. That's so bad. That's embarrassing. Yeah, history is going to be very interesting for this time period. Um, You know, I I guarantee you, our kids and grandkids are going to ask, like, how did this happen? What were y'all doing at the time? And, like, we're going to be here saying, we were fighting the fight. The problem was the other side was bigger and it is, stronger they're, they're still and strong. wealthier. Remember that guy, Stuart Seldowitz, who yelled at the uh, halal guy and like was saying like, oh, I'm going to get your family kidnapped. I'm going to do all this crazy shit. And he's like, yeah. you're from Hamas single shit, right? This motherfucker was caught in 4K. I have never seen such a blatant example of Islamophobia caught in 4k like literally threatening this man's family this guy was going to his cart every day harassing him keeping him from attending his customers all he got was to take an anti-bias class that's it that's all he got he was arrested in handcuffs and he was smiling the whole way there because he knew knew. nothing would happen to him nothing and that's why muslims don't report like Islamophobia and hate crimes because we know nothing's going to happen. And yeah. like, there's so much more hate crimes that happen to Muslims than to any other. Um, For sure. Because like, it's, it's just easy to get away with it. Yeah. No, like that's why I'm trying to get these resolutions and shit passed. Like, I, I know I'm one guy. I know it's a steep, steep hill to get it done, but somebody has to do it. Like I, I'm tired. I'm drained. You know, recently I posted uh, on my private story, like how I've aged 10 years and three months. 
Like, yeah, I saw that. It sucks, man. Like, but it has to get done. And like, I hope more people can, you know, like learn how to like organize and how to actually get policy passed. I like, it can't just be me. And like, we need a whole community to come together to make a change. And it's just so hard when you're trying to fight people and they're just misguided. Like, I, I always feel bad talking about this. Like, we had uh, one guy start a petition where this one grocery store, it's local, they were carrying one very specific brand of like hummus or something. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, it's an Israeli company. Let's organize around this and make sure the store doesn't sell this anymore. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This is a local grocery store selling one small brand. It's like, like I wouldn't call it marginal. It's infinitely small part of their entire revenue. And you're going to focus your energy on that when you could be talking to your congressional reps, where you could be, you know, organizing and getting our voting block to become stronger. You could be doing all these other things. And then you're going to focus on one specific grocery store in Houston. Are you shitting me? Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Like, it, you can do so much more if you, like, if you just tried. If you just researched. It's I think not people difficult. I think people do need that information out there. I don't think people know that it's it's that easy to do this other stuff other than this. Like it's low hanging fruit and they feel like it's better to do something than nothing. So I get that. But people need to know like how like there's no example that you can show people that says doing this will have this effect. And here's an example. And doing this will have this little effect. And here's an example. Like there, there needs to be some kind of information out there to help people understand this. All right. Sure. So that guy who did that petition didn't get shit done. That item was not pulled off store shelves and he got, you know, 10,000 people to organize around it. Right. Yep. I, for example, you know, I got involved in the democratic party, not to, like a uh, 2019 ish. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. I decided to go to the conventions. I worked, you know, went to the conventions, made a lot of connections. And then over the years I kept up with them. Then when I decided to run for a seat within the party, guess what? It was unanimous. Not one person ran against me. And then mm -hmm. this was in 2022 at the convention, state convention in Dallas with the Texas Democratic Party. And then this year, or actually last year now, technically, right? Because of my position, I was able to get the first ceasefire resolution passed in the country. That is true. You were. Party. Right. That is true. You were. Like there, there's where you should do, focus your effort, right? Like go vote. Go get involved within the party. Let your voice be heard. But simply like, you know, telling people, oh, hey, let's get this one item off a store shelf. That's not going to make the change. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. But uh, the idea of like go vote is definitely dwindling with the Muslim community this this uh, year. Sure. I don't think a lot of people are going to show out and vote, oh, even though there are a lot of people in local elections that could be your allies. They could be people oh that you. God. You know, like that down ballot where I live, yeah, president, I'm voting for Marianne Williamson, right? Yeah. For Senate, I'm voting for our state senator, Roland Gutierrez. Here's why. He called for a ceasefire. Yeah. Congress, I'm voting for Prevez Aguan, local candidate, taking on an APAC back candidate, support the ceasefire. Right. We should we should do that. We should go to like every single state and let people know, hey, these are the people who did a ceasefire and who did not. And they should be just like one website where you can go and check and it'll just tell you. You know, and I could do that with my pack, but then here's the only problem I see is that I wouldn't have enough time to do every single state, every single county, every single precinct. 
what if we did every, is hard. what if we did every single swing state <sighs> yeah but again the swing states are not where the real challenge is mm, okay the real challenge and i know this is going to shock a lot of people is in new york and california yeah we're not getting nothing done in new york or right. California. you know what's amazing to me in both like new jersey and new york yeah they have in their state democratic committees right hundreds of people not one muslim in their committees i don't know what, what a committee means but with... yeah so think of committees as like the board of directors for a state party mm-hmm. right uh california calls them their assembly like uh or the democratic party assembly right mm-hmm. in texas it's called the state democratic executive committee right in right. texas we have two muslims out of the 130 some odd people when i looked at new jersey when i looked at new york yeah. not a single one huh interesting right because people always act like oh yeah these are democratic states we have nothing to worry about they don't get involved within the party structure or the party process. Mm. And then when we need our voices to be heard, there's no one there. Mm. Very true. Very I have true. been shopping my ceasefire resolution around to many states. You want to know the states that responded to me were? What? Washington. Mm-hmm. New Mexico. Arizona. Mm. That's it. That's crazy. Well, Hawaii I... instantly passed their resolution two days after ours. And they did it completely independently. So big shout out to Hawaii for you know being on the right side of history without me even asking. I think every Muslim that is over the age of sixty five and is now enjoying their social security and their four hundred one k should all spend their free time running for office. <laughs> they have nothing to lose. <laughs> I'm actually going to disagree with that, man. Why? Because our government is exclusively run by people over 65. Because they have nothing better to do. Right, but here's the thing, we force people to retire at 65 because their brains don't work. I know, I know, it's, it's a double-edged sword, but like the rest of no, us, like- here's what you do. If you're over 65, you help other people organize. You elevate the next generation. That's mm-hmm. what you do. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Older, <laughs> old you people- You have time, office. you have money, you're retired, help somebody else bring that change help somebody with the energy and the passion to get it done that's true that's true that's a fair point that's a fair yeah. point all i know is these are the people who have free time though <laughs> yeah no, no. we're gonna need to rely on them like your parents your grandparents yeah, yeah. everybody's help to get things done for sure for sure all right listen man half this episode has been depressing as book. let's talk about right. something more interesting uh, um, speaking of getting screwed over <laughs> I don't know if uh, so. I started fo- following wrestling uh, since we had uh, Nub on our episode, and we talked about the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble 2024 got me back in wrestling, bro. This is what happened. So Cody Rhodes won the 2024 Royal Rumble back-to-back Royal Rumbles. He's got to have his story, and he's ready to face Roman Reigns at the freaking WrestleMania, right? <laughs> okay, this is also depressing. This is what happened. So, as you know, The Rock is one of the board members of the WWE now. Vince McMahon yeah, is out. TKO, TKO yep. took over. The Rock is part of the board. And what they're doing, instead of giving this man 
his shot at the WWE heavyweight title or um, world championship title, whatever title it is. Um, they are not. They're trying to sell it. That So WWE has two champions. One is Roman Reigns. Uh, Nub, if you want to come on, uh, I'll, I'll send, you the, on send you the link. I didn't know he, he was available because uh, he was watching something on uh, pay-per-view today. But listen, you can just drop it in the chat. <laughs> See who shows up. Random people start showing up. <laughs> All right. So this guy, he worked his whole life to be a champion. His father is the legendary American dream, Dusty Rhodes, who is one of the most legendary wrestlers of all time, who never got the belt, right? He never got the belt. And his brother is Gold Dust, another very popular wrestler who never became a champion. So this guy has a chance to finally become one of the first people in his family to get the world heavyweight championship belt, right? Okay. So now WWF, uh, WWE did something where they have two belts. One is called the heavyweight championship of the world. The other is called the world title. I don't forgot what they're called. But the one Roman Reigns has, that's the original title. That's the technically the same title that uh, Hulk Hogan had, the ultimate warrior had, his dad never had, but has actually held the belt, right? So that's the belt that he wants. Seth Rollins came out and told him, hey, you should go after our title because our title means more. That's just the Hollywood title. This is the working man's title. So you should face me during WrestleMania. So this is what happens. Cody Rhodes comes out to talk to Roman Reigns, the tribal chief and all the people there. And he says uh, he almost beat him like a year ago for the title. Uh, then somebody cheated him out of it. So he's like, this is his moment. He's going to challenge Roman Reigns to WrestleMania because he has to pick Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns. Yeah. He goes up there and he goes, I am going to fight you for the that championship belt, okay. but not at WrestleMania. What? Instead, The Rock comes out. The Rock is going to fight Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. What? Yo, this guy worked his ass off for like 20 years to get where he is. And The Rock just takes a break from Hollywood to challenge Roman Reigns for the WWE have like universal title or whatever at WrestleMania. Like, bro, give this man his moment. Give this man his main event, his pay-per-view. <sighs> That's super depressing, man. Like, it, I legitimately hate when, like, old people cannot let shit go and they hang on to it. Yeah, yeah. Someone says The Rock versus, versus Roman Reigns is good for business, not good for the fans. 100%. Yeah, that's true. It's going to bring people to WWE. Um, it's also the most disliked video in WWE history on YouTube. It has 400,000 dislikes. You know what? I'm going to go dislike it right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, people don't want this. People don't want to 
see The Rock versus Roman Reigns uh, at WrestleMania. People were like, yo, we, we want to see Cody Rhodes get the belt. Like, Wait, we're... how do you see how, how many downvotes there are? It's like a thumb down button. It's like a, there's a thumb yeah, up button. It's not showing me the number. Oh, did they remove it? Yeah, it's only showing me the, the, the like number at 104K. It's not showing the downvote number. Oh, no, it was 400,000. <laughs> it's 400,000 dislikes. It is wild. Welcome to the show. No. Hello. How Hello. are you? I'm doing, you know, all right, all things considered. We we were talking wrestling and like you just magically appeared. <laughs> yeah. I well Weird I, how I knew, that happens. <laughs> I knew you were doing the show and so and you had mentioned that you were gonna talk about this. So since uh the their PLE ended, I was like, Oh, let me tune in and see what's the conversation. Uh, and I timed it right. <laughs> yeah, great timing for you, man. So how, what's your thoughts about this? Uh, the Rock taking the uh, taking all of the everything out of Cody Rhodes. I don't know. It, it is it is it is awful, honestly, because I, I know you I was listening. So I know you summed up like some of the story or Cody's story. But it's it goes so much deeper because he was he was in the WWE like 10 years ago, eight years ago. And then he left because he felt he wasn't being treated right. He wasn't being used properly. He went, he made a name for himself in like independent organizations, started his own company, mm-hmm. built it, made it viable. Like it still goes today, AEW, All Elite Wrestling. It's, you know. And Wait, he, he made AEW? Yeah, he's one of the founders. What? I didn't know that. That's insane. He was executive vice president of AEW along with like a couple of other his other wrestling buddies that are still there. Um, but like, wait, yeah, he. Can, wait, can we go back a little bit? So, like AEW, I thought that was like something that Tony Khan came uh, came up with, and and now he's also at, at WWE now. No, no, to, uh, Tony Khan is he he's like the financial person for AEW. So like he, oh, he has all but, the money. Is there Nick, Nick Khan, Nick, Nick Khan is TKO. Yeah. Um, are they related? I have no idea. Oh, um, but yeah, so. Yeah. Because Cody had all this success on his own, they did like a sold out show in Chicago called All In. And from there came like they got the financing from Tony because he's got like his I think his dad runs the Jacksonville Jaguars or something. Yeah, um, yeah he does. Yeah. So Shahid Khan, yeah. Yeah. So he has all the money, but Cody and a couple of these other wrestlers, they were they're like in charge along with like it's a group of people that were in charge. But Cody was one of the in, people involved in starting this company, you know, and his big thing was just because he wanted to prove his worth. Right. Because they felt like the WWE didn't feel he was main event caliber or the guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Cody was like, no, I am the guy. So I'm going to prove it. So he went out and did it. Finally, after making a name for himself. After doing all this with AEW, he decided to come back to WWE. Came back in 2022 as a surprise opponent for Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Um, so this is another reason why people hate the idea of him going against Seth Rollins. He's already faced Rollins. Yeah. But he comes back, and yes, he made it clear his story was to hold the championship his family never held, which is the WWE championship. Now it's mm-hmm. like undisputed, w- whatever, but it's the WWE championship. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's been his story literally since he came back in like 2020 
three 2022 sorry um so like finish the story has been a thing for a while um yeah. and we thought what's, it was the, what's the other uh, other title so one is the wwe title what's the other one the world heavyweight championship so what really is the difference between the two titles <laughs> so they keep introducing titles then like they, they like you know um merge them together then they introduce another one they take one away so like roman reigns had the universal title which was a title that was introduced back in 2016 or oh, 2017 okay. after they decide to like do the brand split again you know where like raw and smackdown have separate rosters yeah um so one title was on smackdown which was the wwe championship and then they created a new one called the universal title which was like this blood red type. it was very not great looking <laughs> mm. um and then they changed it to blue when it moved to smackdown anyway so roman reigns had the universal title that's the title he's held the longest like his 1200 day reign is the universal title but then he faced brock i think it was mm -hmm. and he beat brock in a match to unify the title so now he held technically both but like they just consider them one title even though he would still have both titles in his hands um and then they were like oh we just want to get like a new title so they like created a new title that's like just to symbolize both of them together funny enough he carries all of them though because he's like a mob boss <laughs> <laughs> and so like he literally says he's on god mode like it's it's insane um so yeah so it's the full title is like the undisputed wwe universal championship something like that i don't know that's why i just call it the wwe championship okay it's just easier um but what seth rollins has is the world heavyweight championship which is more synonymous with wcw actually Ah, but okay. then once they bought out, uh, once WWE bought out WCW, they basically you know got the rights and used that. So Cody wants the WWE championship because that's what his father never held in mm. WWE. Um, so so yeah, this whole story. He faced Roman last year. He won the Royal Rumble. We all thought he was going to win it then, and he didn't. So then it's like, okay, his story is he still needs to finish it he needs to beat roman and roman being undefeated having the title for 1200 plus days whatever it is at this point it all matched it all lined up he won the royal, royal rumble two times in a row like he went back to back he's there to face roman again it just it's like very logical storytelling yeah and then here comes the rock oh my <laughs> god like i love the rock in wrestling but this is just like bro this is trash behavior like you can't just come back and get the main event pay-per-view it's so <laughs> weird uh but here's what i do have to say about this it is getting people to stop talking about vince mcmahon yeah uh, so i mean i think maybe to a degree in the moment but it's also because we have to let things just go as like the story like the 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 news or the lawsuit right, the, the things have to happen right there isn't like recently one of the people named in the uh, lawsuit he his lawyer came out and made a statement that he's also more of a victim and not a predator not a perpetrator is right that so brock because i heard brock is getting named in some stuff no this guy was john laurinaitis that oh was, yeah yeah, yeah so his he, lawyer came out father of the bella twins i believe right yes, yeah correct yeah um so his lawyer came out and said like i my client is really like he was forced to because he was an employee so he you know other was threatened with 
losing this his job or whatever else so like that was like a day or two ago so the news as it comes out people are covering it and addressing it but like things just have to play out whether it's yeah tko you know like doing an investigation or the, the feds doing an investigation like vince McMahon is in hot water so it's not like that news is gone and people are yeah. forgetting it it's just what else can we do like as fans what else can we do we we can't make lawyers do work like they, they gotta do that yeah. themselves they can't you know? work faster yeah yeah so the investigation has to in- investigate <laughs> so <laughs> is brock done now he is currently being kept away while the investigation takes place so the royal rumble um do you remember braun breaker yeah like a big dude came out he eliminated like all these big dudes he is scott steiner's nephew i believe right yeah he apparently according to uh, rumors or reports took brock lesnar's spot yeah and did everything that that lesnar was supposed to do eliminate the same people get eliminated by dominic like that was all what lesnar was supposed to do in the rumble that was it so so they're right now just like keeping lesnar off tv which is sensible you don't want to just like highlight yeah. this dude and be like look at this monster like that's not a good look when he got literally na- well he didn't get named but everything points to him all the information given in the lawsuit yeah. points to him so uh, it's not a good look to be like you know commentary talking about how amazing he is not- yeah that's, that's <laughs> really- see uh, i thought they brought in pat mcafee for that when they announced him in the ring and i was like this is not right. They're, they're, he's replacing somebody, but okay, it was somebody else. No, they just like to do funny spots sometimes. Oh, okay. just, yeah. you know, they've had like literally one year they had there there were three commentators, uh, kind of like this time, but all three of them were entrants in the rumble. It was awful. <laughs> it's just awful. <laughs> they were all entrants in the rumble, and we're like, "What are you doing?" That's so uh, that's Vince funny. booking for you though. Yeah. Yeah um yeah man that that is really strange but uh we'll we'll see how it plays out because i i am back into wrestling and i've been watching it so <laughs> <laughs> what a what a time to be back into it for good and bad yeah yeah that that's crazy i do want to say because i was listening before i hopped on and someone had commented like oh rock and roman is good for business and i i vehemently disagree with that right it's good for one night Right, it's yeah. good for WrestleMania, I guess, as if WrestleMania doesn't sell itself already. Yeah. Like, but sure, it gets people to watch more people to watch WrestleMania, and then does nothing else, right? Because those same people, I don't. There's no data on this, but my from my understanding and my time in the wrestling community, casual fans who tune in to see The Rock or Cena or Lesnar don't start watching weekly. They don't yeah. like they might be like, oh, th- th- that guy's cool or this guy's interesting, but it doesn't make them then start watching weekly. So it doesn't actually do anything for business. It just gets you like one big rating or one big viewership number or whatever, you know, depending on what yeah. metric you're using. But it doesn't really like affect the business long term. In fact, I think it hurts it because it's like you get this spike for that one show and then you'll see the other shows are like, oh, why are they so low? Oh, because The Rock isn't there. So it, it yeah, and what's the rock gonna do if he becomes champion? He's gonna wrestle every week, <laughs> like for no, I mean, they're already not having road Ra- reigns show up every month. He's like yeah. there once a, every couple of months. Brock did the same thing. This is the other issue is it, it literally just continues the problem that people have had 
for the past three years with Roman as champion as he's here once in a while. Rock's going to do the same thing. He's not going to show up every week. And he also can't wrestle. Dude, ha- is, he's not in the shape to wrestle. Like, he wrestled back 10 years ago, and mm. he was gassed, like, five minutes into the match against Cena. And it's he's 10 years older now. So, like, I remember, again, reading a report, and you take these with a grain of salt, but they were like, oh, they expect Rock to be ready to wrestle a full match. And it's like, well, I'd hope so. <laughs> like, the fact that you have that, like, anticipation of, like, maybe he can, maybe he can't is pretty you know uh, alarming for your big big match that's supposed to be like the main selling point which you didn't need because if you look at WWE, they've been like selling out record numbers the past two years ever since like triple h took over mostly creative um so it's like you didn't need this boost and the ego of the rock man the ego the hierarchy of the wwe is about to change guys (laughs) (laughs) like but and we've seen this in the last year with like dc right we saw like all the reports apparently of the rock wanting black adam to be like this big deal and him wanting to like fight superman and then him not wanting to be in the shazam movie and all this stuff and it's like just it's so some even though again these are reports and not everything's confirmed i'm like but it it lines up with these other patterns of how we've yeah, seen yeah. The Rock be. And, like, he's just, he's on a, to me, he's on a power trip of just, like, oh, I can do whatever I want. Or, like, the report said he wanted to because CM Punk got injured and because Brock won't probably be at WrestleMania. The report said he was, like, someone he's, we need to save WrestleMania. And what better way to save it than with The Rock, apparently. Mm. But... What was interesting was I was watching the show that was on tonight, right? Uh, NXT, it's their developmental program. And they kept showing the graphic of like, um, there's a, they're doing a a press conference in Las Vegas this Thursday, um, which is supposedly where the announcement is going to be made official of the match. Rock is going to be there. Roman's going to be there. Excuse me. But every time the graphic showed up, you could hear booze. Damn. So... It's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, speaking of Black Adam, let's switch gears for a second. Uh, They have casted the new Supergirl, which is super cool. Uh, Millie Alcock, who you guys may remember (gasps) from Game of Thrones, Thrones, House of Dragons. Dragons, Yes. So she will be our Supergirl and I'm for it. She looks really, really good. Um, I am down for her to be Supergirl. I think she she looks apart. She's really young, so they're gonna go for like a younger Supergirl storyline. So I think like Superman is going to be in his like late twenties, and she is going to be in like her late teens. I think that's gonna be very interesting. So that's super cool. Hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know this actress because I haven't seen House of House of the Dragon, but I just looked it up. Yeah, oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. I think- they could go down the like uh, the Smallville route, you know, where like she came, she she was supposed to be earlier, but she got uh, suspended and like and anim- like frozen animation, whatever. She got yeah, she yeah. got like stuck in a river or whatever, and she got frozen. So then Clark grew up as opposed to being a young boy. So they could kind of maybe yeah. go down that route. Well, that is canon. I think that is what's supposed to happen. So basically, like Clark lands there as a baby, she comes there as a teenager because she's supposed to be 16 when she lands. So it's always like she's like uh, in suspended animation or like her ship gets like knocked into a phantom zone and she has to go through it or something like that. So we don't know how that's going to work. But yeah, the interesting thing is they have 
casted Supergirl, but they don't have a director, they don't have a script, they don't have writers, but they have the actress, which is really interesting. Um, and people are like Matthew Vaughn, who just did Argyle and Kingsman. He's like, the director should be able to cast who you know the person in their movie is and to an extent i agree but like they are following the marvel formula i think what they're going to do is they're going to introduce supergirl in the superman movie and that way you're already used to her and then she's going to get her own movie kind of like how we got introduced to t'challa in civil war and then we got black panther i think that's what we're doing i got a question then man sure. um when has there been a time where not the director casted somebody, but like some outside force that casted somebody, was it better than if a director casted somebody? Like, are there any examples of that? Yeah. I mean, for example, um, let me see, uh, what you want to call it? The Russos, I believe in Kevin Feige did T'Challa. And that's like solid. T'Challa actually, um, what you want to call it? Chadwick Boseman actually auditioned to be Drax. He was supposed to be Drax. Oh, hmm. yeah. And they gave it to Batista, but they had his name on file and then they brought him back to be King T'Challa. So Ryan Coogler, you know, has worked with him before and Fruitville Station, but he did not pick him to be that same thing with um, well, TV shows are different because showrunners are more important than directors. But right. Miss Marvel was, you know, picked by the showrunner and by, you know, Kevin Feige. So the directors didn't, but the showrunner did. Um, well, also Tom Holland, right? Because yeah, like, Tom Spider-Man Holland yeah. wasn't in the works, at least to my Well, who was it supposed to be if not Tom Holland? Oh, it's actually the guy who played Bruno in Miss Marvel. Really? Oh, yeah. I remember hearing that interview. Yeah. He was in like the finals. Yeah, he was. He was one of the finalists to be Miss. Uh, to be uh, Tom Holland. I mean, to be uh, Peter Parker. Interesting. I could actually see him being Spider-Man, so that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hmm. So, All right then. Maybe yeah. okay, cool. I, I just had no idea. So good to know. Yeah, yeah, Marvel does that. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I get uh, it. I mean, they yeah, they have a phenomenal casting director. Like, say what you want about anything else about their movies, but like their casting director for Marvel, just I don't think they've really missed on any of the main characters, even side like supporting characters, like Yeah. Like even the ones that like were not chosen, I'm like, that was the right decision. Like Sebastian Stan was supposed to be Captain America. And they chose right. him for Bucky. And I was like, no, that works. That, that works so well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, there's a few people that were like cast as different things and they, they switched it up. I think like um, Karen Gillian was supposed to be a different character. And then she was ended up being, uh, what do you call it? Uh, they screwed up Taskmaster. I don't think they they picked the bad actress for Taskmaster. They just changed the gender and they made them a one dimensional character who didn't speak, right? Like the problem with Taskmaster isn't the casting; it's just the way they work them, like the way they show them on the on the screen. Taskmaster is supposed to be a much better villain, but they made her a someone who doesn't speak and someone who didn't get any screen time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know yeah. Evans was like hounded, basically not hounded, but he was pursued for Captain America. Like, oh he yeah, didn't do it. Yeah, he 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 uh he turned it down twice. Yeah, could you imagine? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he turned it down but... twice, and that's one well, of his biggest roles. In I know, but it's also because like you know the Fantastic Four didn't do well, right? And he was he was like, I don't want to do another superhero for Marvel. Like, come on, 
it was also so the I commitment because you had to do like a five or seven picture deal something like yeah. that like it was a long deal it wasn't just like one movie you know so like i, I get it that others you know he seems like a sensible person overall from everything i've read of him and watched of him so i get why he'd think that way like that's a that's a lot of commitment five yeah. or seven pictures. no it like, definitely is he said it gave him a lot of anxiety because he was like this is gonna be my life for the next few years and he's not gonna have any privacy he's gonna be like huge right so he was kind of just like all right, <laughs> but he got convinced into it, and uh, he did it. Yeah, I think I mean, it was. I think Downey called him or something like that. Yeah. yeah, Downey called him, and he says you're going to get more offers, not less, uh, by getting this role. You're going to be able to once this is over, you're going to be able to do whatever you want, right? So I think that was the thing, because like, because he is a big name now, and it draws a lot of like it puts butts in seats. His name puts butts in seats. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So I get that um also uh another uh thing that i wanted to mention was the beetlejuice sequel got its name do you want to know it's what this is the best name ever it's so good so the name of the new Be- beetlejuice sequel is beetlejuice beetlejuice which is so good which is so good because if you say Beetlejuice three times, he appears, and the the <laughs> gag is you always get stopped at two. It's Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, B, and then you say something else, right? So that's the gag, and oh, so well done, well yeah. done. But now they gotta have a, a a third movie. Now you gotta have it. Yeah, it's gotta. I was be gonna say, now. I was gonna say, if they have a third, is it gonna be like what's is the title just gonna be like? Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, B dash 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 or something like. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, or like B something like yeah, like yeah, like a different word to fill in. <laughs> Begins. It's a prequel. <laughs> yeah. That's actually that's really good, dude. <laughs> uh, I'm sold. I'm in. That sounds I'm amazing, in. actually. Make the trilogy already. I'm sorry. Make the prequel already. I'm down. Yeah, I'm down. Like, we don't and, know how And the fourth is. one will actually be Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yeah, that's genius. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. Um, All right. Yeah, clip this one, man. This is a good clip, actually. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Also, uh, one more thing. Um, Let's see. Oh. Avatar The Last Airbender has been in the news. So apparently they're going to tone down Sokka's sexism in the new show. <sighs> and the internet is divided right now because a lot of them are saying, no, he needs to be a total scumbag. He needs to be sexist because that's his character arc. It's very important. And there's other people saying that, like, listen, he can still have a great character arc. Without being sexist, right? And I'm somewhere in the middle because I feel like toning down the sexism is not the same as removing the sexism, right? Like, 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 the, like the sexism from the '90s, it's probably not acceptable <laughs> today, right? So I can see them toning it down. I don't think they should remove it completely. Uh, but the internet is divided. What are your thoughts? So that's the boat I'm in, like. If you just heard me sigh like deeply, it's because like I was gonna make the same point, like, yo, it's not going away, um, you know, for the right reasons, right? He's still gonna have his growth, his character arc that we want to see. We wanna see growth and people changing. And so by toning it down and not getting rid of it, you're not taking away from it. So mm. I don't see the problem with it. Like, let it be. What about you, Nev? 
Yeah, I had my initial reaction was more of the the former of what you explained of like what how dare they do why would they do this kind of thing? I definitely had that initial reaction. And then like seeing other people's videos talk about it and thinking about myself, I was like, well, I mean it's like maybe four episodes that he actually even is blatantly All misogynistic. Right. Like <laughs> when he meets his girl, yo, and he meets the the, the yeah, bullet. like he, uh, I think he makes a, co- a couple of comments to Tara in the beginning, and then he has that comment about the Kyoshi Warriors gets humbled, and then I don't think he's really sexist after that. Like I, I can't recall him being humbled. He shut him up real quick. Yeah, which makes sense. Like, and if that's like, I don't. So I was also like, well, what are you gonna change? Because. I don't remember him saying so much that it was like, oh, we need to right. remove like a whole episode's worth. Like it wasn't like that. It was yeah. he's he's made remarks here and there being obnoxious. So when they say tone down, I'm like, I, I don't know what like it's it's hard to gauge what that means. Yeah, I don't and know then, what it means either. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, I mean his 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 uh journey is more about like coming into his own as like a leader and like a team player and like yeah, understanding his place strategy. Yeah. yeah. All that stuff. It's not like, cause by the time I'm pretty sure even before we get to book two, but definitely by the time they meet Toph, like there is no sexist. You can't be sexist when Toph is around you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's not going to stand for that. Katara might give you a side eye, but Katara, I mean, Toph is going to throw you far. Like if you try all, anything. All I know is I hope it don't get canceled, but, I hope they keep all the blind jokes oh <laughs> for Toph because they were so good. And I love the way that Toph just like plays them off so sarcastically. She's like, look over there. That's what I would say if I could see. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the thing is they're mostly coming from Toph, right? It's not like someone yeah. being like, oh, look at you. You're blind. Yeah. It's more of like Toph being like, do you forget? That I cannot yeah. see. What is this on this paper? I don't know. <laughs> there's, this, there's this one uh, part where he's like, "It's dark in here. We can't see a thing." He goes, "Oh no! How terrible!" <laughs> <laughs> That's ten out of ten, like, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, cause the thing is, like, they're not punching down. Is the character actually making fun of their situation, or they're making fun of the fact that other people are unaware of their situation? They're so clueless. Right. So, there are ways to come around a handicap like that. And so, yeah, yeah. I thought that yeah. was that was really funny. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm really excited for it. It looks good. I'm not too worried about it, but I do think that it's an accelerated season, right? So that's another reason they got to tone down the sexes because you don't have like four episodes to explore his arc of sexism, right? You got to just like hit it and quit it and go on to the next arc. <laughs> yeah, that's not the analogy I use. I mean, you said hit it and quit it. I'm like, God damn, dude. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe I should take the sexism tone and tone it down. Yeah. Well, the, so yeah, I don't know. Do you know how many episodes are in the season? Because I actually don't know. Um, so like, that's one thing I am... Unish, like con- I don't know if concerned is, but I'm just like, how are they going to execute? You know, they're going to have to remove a lot of these like side quests, right? Yeah. You know, they're just that's just going to be the, the reality. Or they can't like oh, they got to go to the library. Well, I mean, they don't Eight have to go to the library, I guess, but they should go to the library. Like that's where they learn about the comet and they learn about yeah, the they big black. Yeah. So oh, yeah, I, actually, the important. But right. I mean, they could, I guess, find a different way. But that would be, I don't know. I like the library. Some people really don't like. I just rewatched Avatar, so I've been watching people's videos online where they rank every episode. Yeah. And it's fascinating to hear what people think because 
there's certain episodes that I absolutely I don't okay I don't dislike any episode but there are certain episodes I put at the bottom and people are like yeah. no these are some of the best and I'm like is it okay your opinion which is one thing I do appreciate about the last Airbender like the Avatar fandom is all my experiences and all my observations it's fairly like everybody's respectful they're like oh I don't like that episode but hey respect you know because it's just like it's interesting yeah like yeah. I would argue the very first episode would probably be my lowest ranked episode mm. and that's yeah. not because it's bad it's just because everything else is so good yeah for me it's the ember island players i know people love that but i just i don't i don't need a clip show i don't care for clip shows is that the one with the volleyball or no it's the, the play it's the, the play. right before the finale my favorite quote is from the play he's like your scars on the wrong side it's not on the wrong side <laughs> I, there's great moments but i overall just don't care like i get the humor of, i just don't care for it personally so i was just like if that episode wasn't there it wouldn't affect the season at all for me like the series at all like i would just be like that's fair. It's, it's a clip show right and it's a cleverly yeah. done clip show i applaud them for like doing it in a really clever way and fun yeah, yeah. it's not that i don't enjoy it but like if i i've thought about this if i were to rank them i was just like no i, I don't need that episode you know that makes I, think, sense. I think the library episode gets ranked really low because like angus a little bit of an attitude when when uh appa gets lost right yeah he gets a little bit of an attitude and i was like yo calm down Toph tried as hard as she could right <laughs> you need to lay off of her <laughs> that's one of the also, reasons like He's allowed to have emotions. Like that's true too. He is a child. Right, he's child. twelve. And it's also interesting because he's like a monk, and even up till that point, we have seen him be fairly calm. So I really liked it because I was like, "Oh wow! Like this is clear. Like you, you can see the connection he has to Appa, and it's mm -hmm. just like, like nothing else has really made him boil over at that point. And yeah. this was that like this. That's that one thing. Appa is just like." You don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't mess with Appa. Like, it's yeah. just, you know? Fact, so. I would actually argue that episode was significant because you know how later on he couldn't access all seven chakras and go into the full Avatar state because he had attachment to Earth? Everybody thinks Katara, right? No, I would argue it's Appa. Mm, interesting, interesting. And you can't have that without seeing Aang the way he reacted when Appa was kidnapped. Mm, true. and there was another chakra about like anger and like he also remembered appa getting taken at that time and his reaction to it and everything and like so it is it, it's it's i don't i really like the episode just because i like the 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 lore of like the secret library with wan chi tong he who knows a thousand things i don't know i just think it's really cool and fun also the fox news line was amazing <laughs> all, all i'm or saying is symbolism all I'm saying is these sandbenders, they better watch it with that one. <laughs> they need to be careful. Luck, oh my guys. god. I would love part of me would hate it, but part of me would love a meta reference to to Anakin. <laughs> Just like I hate sand. I hate sand. <laughs> Like it's why he hates sand because it's it's PTSD to the sand. No, please bring in Hayden Christensen for that role. I, yeah, I get make it. Him if a it's sand not... Make him a sandbender. Yo. Yes, yes. <laughs> Don't make him all brown people. Let's add Hayden Christensen in there. Make him a sandbender. That would be so good. All right. Um, that's all we got for today's episode. Any last things before we go, uh, Jazz? I got nothing, man. I'm gonna go uh, back to being depressed and working. Yeah back to having no tiktok <laughs> <laughs> dude that's wild
I know, I know, I know. I, I, I know you have made efforts, but like I have seen other people get theirs back, so it's it's wild that like you can't. Usually, uh, people have gotten them back, but I've talked to people that have gotten it back. They haven't gotten a reply to their appeal telling them it's been denied. They didn't get that yet, and I did, and I think it is. Uh, I think it's over. But I don't know. I'm trying to figure out: Do I rebuild or do I just say, "Hey, you know what?" I was an influencer with 140k, and now I can just retire. I retired <laughs> at the top. I didn't get canceled. I just, boom, <laughs> done. That's true. You're the dire hero, you, or live you long died a hero. hero. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I died you know, a you hero. Live I, I long went, enough I, to see yourself become the rock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, we're gonna end it. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, everybody. Uh, everyone who tried to help me out get my account back. Um, I appreciate you. I love you guys. We'll always be here on Salam Nerds. Uh, and until next time, guys. Salam Nerds. Peace.